Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Hi, it's Jane Velez Mitchell for Jane Unchained. Welcome to the Influencers Channel. What we're going to talk about today is going to change your life. You know, there's a whole other way of living out there that people aren't aware of, and the mainstream media won't tell you about it because if you get hit to this new way of living, all of a sudden you're not going to need all those pills, all those surgeries. Uh, (laughs) You're going to be so healthy that you're not going to be spending all that money on pharmaceuticals. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, a way to live longer, be healthier, have more energy be more fit, and be happier. Because, you know, happiness is an inside job. It doesn't matter what the stuff you have around you is, because you can't take it with you, and it really doesn't determine how you're feeling inside. So what we talk about here is really, um, you know, another path, another path that leads to a great adventure. Now, the way the media has described this other path on the rare occasions they mention it, is an aberration, a sacrifice, uh, going the wrong way. But in truth, you know, I took the road less traveled and that made all the difference. Uh, That's uh, from a poet, but it's actually true. So to talk about this today, this road less traveled, which we hope more people will travel because Also, the future of our planet depends on more people getting on this path, um, is Danny Rukin, a.k.a. The Daring Vegan. Hey, Danny, how you doing today? Hi, Jane. It's so great to have you on. Um, You know, I'm holding my little chihuahua, Rico, in my lap right now. And we know that Americans love animals, right? Um, They are... Um, just very, very, very uh, quick to say how much they love their dogs and cats and sometimes horses. But they may not be aware that the vast majority of animals are not dogs, cats, or horses. The vast majority of animals on this planet today, with the exception of insects and maybe birds, are factory farm animals. Uh, We raise and kill 50 to 60 billion of them every year on this planet, And it's killing the planet. It's the leading cause of climate change, responsible for more greenhouse gases than all transportation combined. That's according to the United Nations. And it's something that people really don't talk about. I mean, even the major, major news organizations, the biggest papers, the best and the brightest, the powers that be, they don't talk about it. Uh, But that's the truth. It's also Animal agriculture, the leading cause of habitat destruction, that makes it the leading cause of wildlife extinction. And why? Because we're 7.6 billion human beings on this planet, and we're raising and killing 50 to 60 billion animals. Animals that eat a lot more than we do. Have you ever seen a cow or a pig? What they're doing whenever they can is eating. So it takes, for example, 38 pounds of grain to produce one pound of beef. So it's also the biggest contributor to human world 
hunger and starvation since I started talking this morning, untold numbers of children in third world countries have died for malnutrition. They could have all the corn and the soy they need, except we are feeding it to farm animals. Meat is the most inefficient food source ever invented because animals eat a lot more than they produce as meat. So Danny, I know a lot of people are listening to this and saying, what does that have to do with me feeling better? What does that have to do with me getting healthy, me getting fit, me feeling happier? Uh, I'll let you pick it up from there. Sure. Well, thank you. Thank you for saying everything you just did. It's when I, when I, when you remind me of the facts and the truth, I, I just think, you know, what, why not vegan? Like, why not right now? There's just no good argument uh, to be, to continue to eat animals. And, you know, after spending a lifetime as a meat and dairy loving foodie, I wasn't just, I was a foodie. Uh, in the fall of 2015, I made the decision to stop eating animals because of what I had learned about the animals. I didn't care enough about my health. And I was 55 when I, and I have very high cholesterol. Health wasn't enough for me to even come close to touch the subject. I remember, I don't know if, if many people are old enough. You and I, Jane, are, uh, when Bill Clinton was president, he used to go, he used to always have just always a little extra weight and he'd always go running in those little running pants. And then he'd stop in and he'd, he was known to eat a lot of fast food. And then he eventually faced having to have, a, I think it was quadruple bypass surgery. And I just remember back then, he had talked about forks over knives, which, you know, we can talk more about, the movie about, you know, health and, and having, you know, living a plant-based diet. And I didn't know the details of this movie, but all I knew is, oh my God, knock on wood, I hope the day doesn't come where they tell me I have to watch that movie. And I watched him get thin and, and I didn't want to stop eating what I wanted to eat. So health was not enough for me. It had to be when I, two and a half years ago, uh, saw, started to see what was happening uh, with the animals. And once you know the truth about what we do to animals in order to eat them, not, let alone all the other exploitation we do, um, when we don't even need to for our health or our happiness, like you said, happiness and is an inside job. You know, loving ourselves and our life and others is an inside job. So once you know the truth, if you're not already vegan, you may want to become vegan too. And never say never, because I did. I used to say that when I, I didn't even fully know what vegan was, I thought it was an, all I knew was it was an extreme version of vegetarianism, and I didn't want to know anything more. But here I am, and uh, if I can do it, anybody can. And the light bulb goes off, all of a sudden you go, oh my God, because I think when it relates to happiness, and those listening say, what does this have to do with my happiness? Well, you know, every time I turn on the TV, all I see are commercials when it's not for high cholesterol, which is caused by eating animals. Only animals have cholesterol. Plants have no cholesterol. Vegetables have zero cholesterol. You cannot get cholesterol out of plants. You can only get cholesterol out of animals. We're animals. We produce our own cholesterol. And animals like pigs and cows and chickens produce their own cholesterol and eggs. Um, so, uh, guess what, Jane, guess what? I just had my cholesterol taken on Monday, my annual, and I'm two years vegan now. My cholesterol went down another 30 points. The bad cholesterol, the good cholesterol stayed high in the nineties, which is really high. So here I, I am a living, walking version because I had really high cholesterol. And of course our family said it was genetic. Well, guess what? I'm the only one in the family who stopped eating. They're all on high blood pressure pills, blah, blah, blah. And my cholesterol just keeps plummeting about 30 points every year. 
And the thing is, is that animals, they feel pain and fear and pleasure and joy and anxiety and loneliness. They want to live in love every bit as much as we do. And it's impossible to justify being the cause of such violence, injustice, and cruelty. It's not in alignment with our values. And like you mentioned about the pet industry, like dogs and cats, I believe that's a multi-billion dollar industry because we love animals so much. So here we are spending billions on the animals we decide are pets, like dogs and cats, and then we're spending billions of dollars on eating, you know, on killing animals to support killing animals, and then, and then billions on, like you said, the the pharmaceuticals to to you know to to help us not die uh, of what we're doing. And willpower would never have gotten me to stop eating the many foods that I enjoyed for so many years. Once I made the decision, even though I gave myself full permission to eat whatever, you know, one last hoo ha, because I was very addicted to to especially cheese, right? Um, I didn't need willpower. I just needed to decide that I was not going to turn away from their unbearable pain and suffering. And once I made that decision, the desire to eat them was completely lifted. Well, you have raised so many fascinating topics. And one of the things that I want to stress is that people listening to this say, oh, God, this is a sacrifice. Now they're asking me to give up this. Well, guess what? (laughs) It's not a sacrifice. It's an adventure. We only kill about half a dozen animals regularly that we eat, okay? Uh, Let's leave bison and these sort of exotic (laughs) uh, animal choices aside. It's pigs, chickens, turkeys, cows, lambs. I mean, that's most of them. And ducks and turkeys, right? So, you know, it's a handful. Mm -hmm. But there are tens of thousands of vegetables and many, many hundreds of fruits and nuts and grains. And once you realize that, you realize there's more variety in vegetarian cooking, in vegan cooking, in plant-based cooking. You know, I have wings. Everybody's obsessed with wings. When you, when you think about it, you sit down and you eat wings. You're eating the, the body part of a being, and you're not even really acknowledging that this was an animal who had a mother. And I don't say what. I say who had a mother, who had eyes, who had a heart, who experienced pain, who experienced suffering. You know, any of us who have dogs know dogs dream. You, I have three little rescues, and they are different as their their habits, their proclivities, their uh, quirks are as different as any three human beings. So people are eating these wings, you know, mindlessly, just downing these wings without even realizing that these are or baby back ribs. Those are the ribs of a baby pig, and and they're just sitting there consuming it without even thinking about who they're eating, and. And, and can we just say, you know, it, cognitive dissonance. We, we've all been conditioned, pretty much everybody, unless you're recently born or, you know, didn't grow, raise, wasn't born and raised vegan. And like you said, I remember I used to eat buckets and buckets of wings and ribs. And every now and then, you know, you'd get, you'd get the reality, like, wait a minute, I'm eating someone's wing, a bird's wing. And you'd see the veins and the drumstick and you'd see, and it's, I would gross out and I'd be like, oh no, it's, it's just chicken. It's not a chicken. It's just chicken. But it, it, you know, and I would be gnawing on the bones and sucking the stuff. I mean, how disgusting now that we know what we know, but it it was always a little bit of a cognitive dissonance for me, even when I was a medium. You have to push it down. 
And yes. this is where it gets to the issue of depression. It, this is not something that is a treat anymore, as it had been throughout the course of human history. We are consuming more animal products than we have ever consumed in the history of humankind. You know, people like to say, well, the paleo diet. Well, guess what? They found a paleo <laughs> skeleton recently, and they didn't have floss back in the day. They examined the material between the teeth of the paleo skeleton, and it was vegetables. Uh, the paleo man was eating vegetables because it wasn't that easy to find an animal to kill and eat. Low-hanging fruit, that's a phrase for a reason. You can pick it up and you can eat it. Vegetables, it's easier to get. That's what the human race was eating mostly throughout time. Meat was a treat. Now we have reversed the equation. We're all eating mm -hmm. like kings and we're getting the diseases of kings. You know, yes. kings were famous for getting gout because they had such a gout. rich diet. And now we're all getting yes. the diseases of kings. So, you know, it's time to leave the castle. I, I love castles and I toured Europe and mm. went to you castles. Do. And uh, I, I was fascinated in one of the most beautiful castles to learn from the tour guide that the royals left the castle. Why? Because the peasants on the outside were getting some of the technological innovations that they couldn't put into the castles because it would cost just so much money, like indoor plumbing, like uh, toilets, like electricity. Uh, so they had to make and a you decision know, at one point. Just to finish the, the story, they had to yeah, finish. Sure, they had sure. to make a decision at one point. Do we stay in the castle without toilets? With people picking uh, up yeah. our, uh, you know, our waste and taking it out like they had through centuries, or do we put central plumbing and central heating and electricity into this massive castle, which would cost, which would bankrupt us, or do we leave? And they left. They left because the time had come. The time has yeah. come for us to stop trying to behave like kings and realize that it's killing us. It's killing the planet, and it's so cruel. So horribly cruel. You were saying. That's really powerful. That it, you know, just a reminder that, you know, we change, we evolve, we grow. And um, you know, the days of the lone wolf who was just, you know, the king sitting on their throne are, you know, are over. And uh yeah, that what I was gonna say to what you were saying as well is that, you know, with the twenty what was it like the twentieth century with industrialization, it's there is nothing normal about factory farming, which is ninety nine percent of where people get their far you know, their food from animals. There's just nothing normal about it's not a farm, it's a factory. Right? These animals never see the light That's of day. Right. The only time they see the light of day is when they go on the truck to the slaughterhouse. They are in giant warehouses and behind those giant and they're stacked and they're kept in crates the size of their bodies, unable to turn around. It is institutionalized sadism. You know, I remember the first time I saw a pig gestation crate and uh, I said, no, no, this can't be real. You can't keep thousands of pigs in a giant warehouse in crates the size of their bodies, never able to turn around. Pigs have a higher IQ than dogs, and yet it is true. And it was at that moment I said, I'm devoting the rest of my life to ending this. This is just evil. It is just evil. And that's where it gets to the issue of depression. You know, we, we're going to cover health on this show. Most of the diseases that we suffer from, heart disease, a leading killer, reversible with a plant-based diet. Cancer, definitely many aspects of it, preventable with a plant-based diet. 
But we're also going to talk about something that's really plaguing America, and that's depression. If you're feeling kind of like down in the dumps and you don't know why, you got a house, you got the car, you got the job, you've got the stuff, but you're still somehow not feeling like happy, joyous, and free, there may be a reason because everything is ultimately accountable. You know, our culture has said you get a pass on all this killing. Don't even think about it. You, you don't, it's, it doesn't add into the equation, but it does. It does. We are. We suffer the consequences of everything we do. There's no, there, like you said, there's no getting a pass. And I think you were about to say the fear and the suffering and the violence that, they, that goes through their body, right? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I don't think most people could do it themselves. Yeah, sure, there might be people out there who could uh, kill these animals themselves and eat them. Uh, you know, I'm not in favor of hunting, but I, I respect it more than people who pretend that hamburgers grow on hamburger trees. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we hire people who have no choice in what job that they're going to pick because they are at the lowest end of the totem pole and they are forced to kill six, five or six days a week, eight or 10 or 12 hours a day. They get PTSD, they get alcoholism, drug addiction, there's domestic violence, there's depression. And yet um, we say we're good people, but we're hiring those people to do things that we don't have the stomach to do. And we don't even want to think about it or talk about it. And how dare you bring it up? On the other side of the break, we're going to talk about an experience you had, no names, where you went to a party and people started asking you questions about what you were doing. And when you answered them, they basically told you, don't come back. A fascinating story uh, that we're going to get into because that's how heavy duty the denial is. That is how intense the desire to stuff this issue down is because once it erupts, there is no turning back. Once you see the truth, you can't lie to yourself anymore. And the good news is that's a gift. It's a blessing. It's a blessing mm -hmm. to embrace the truth. Let's all evolve. We're going to take a short break. We're going to be back with this extraordinary story. Danny Rukin in the house. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. 
From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hi, it's Jane Velez Mitchell with janeunchained.com. And we're talking about a new way of living. Are you feeling a little down in the dumps? Are there moments where you walk through life and say something isn't quite right? I don't know what it is. I have the house. I have the car. I have the job. I've maybe got the relationship. I maybe even have the dog, maybe even the cat too. But gee, something doesn't feel right. Well, that's because happiness is an inside job. And that's because your body and your spirit know a lot more than you do. And You're a good person, but there may be something you're doing that is not in keeping with your values. And you don't know what it is because your society is telling you, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, go ahead, it doesn't count, it doesn't count, it doesn't count. We're here to tell you the killing is killing. And what we're doing with animals today, who are the majority of animals on this planet, is killing the planet. It's the leading cause of climate change, responsible for more greenhouse gases and all transportation combined. It's the leading cause of habitat destruction because you got to grow, you got to erase a lot of forests to grow crops to feed 50 to 60 billion animals that are killed for food every year. And uh, that makes it the leading cause of wildlife extinction. We're getting rid of all those beautiful, beautiful wild animals. You won't be able to show your grandchildren because they went extinct. And it's also causing disease. Uh, Processed meat is officially, according to the World Health Organization, cancer-causing. That means bacon's cancer-causing, hot dogs are cancer-causing, sausages are cancer-causing. And and also the toll that it takes on our psyche and our spirit to hire other people who don't have a choice to do what we don't have the stomach to do for ourselves – You know, if you think you could grab a squealing pig that has a higher IQ than a dog that has the emotional equivalent of a toddler human and slit his or her throat and do it over and over again, well, then I suppose go ahead and eat bacon. But if you have a qualm about that, then basically you're hiring somebody to do what you don't have the heart to do. And there's a reason you don't have the heart to do it, because it's morally wrong and it's unnecessary. It's killing you. It's giving you heart disease and other diseases, high cholesterol. And uh, for what? Because you're conditioned to eat that way. Uh, I'm on with Danny Rukin, the Daring Vegan. Danny, um, there's a tremendous societal resistance to this message. Why? Because it's the final frontier. I mean, we haven't tackled, you know, misogyny. We haven't tackled uh, racism. We haven't tackled those things. We haven't 
found the ultimate solutions to those problems, but we have addressed them. We have, as a society, come to terms with them as issues. This is something that is the real game changer, because if the human race evolves beyond killing, the day that humans just can't have, they don't see it in their, in their psyche to leave a donkey to die in a war zone, that's the day we will have evolved beyond war. So this is the ultimate, the final frontier to evolution. You know, Gandhi said, the moral greatness of a nation can be judged by how it treats its animals because they are the ultimate powerless. They are literally voiceless. They cannot say help. They cannot say, get me out of here. They cannot say I'm being tortured. They cannot say you're stealing my babies and stealing my milk. And yet, um, they feel all that suffering. So there's another way. I don't want to be a downer. We want to talk about the joy of this experience of living without killing. So two years ago, you used to be a big meat eater. You used to be a big cheese eater. You used to be a big dairy consumer. Um, you, you saw some films that showed the horrors of this factory farming system we have where, you know, pigs are castrated without anesthesia. They cut their tails off. They de-beak the chickens. You can go on uh, the Internet and see all this stuff. You can watch Earthlings. You can watch Farm to Fridge. You can watch Meet Your Meat. Um, take our word for it. It's a horror show. It's every day is Halloween for farm animals for factory farm animals, which are 99.99999%. People say, oh, I only eat, everybody I talk to, I only eat meat from this mythical farm where the animals are treated nicely. <laughs> There's no humane meat. Get over that. They've done an undercover investigations into the, uh, uh, you know, the farm to table. They're, they're killing them in front of their, their mothers and their babies. Everybody's screaming. It's all on videotape. There's no nice way to kill a living being who does not want to die. And that's the bottom line. But, but talk to me about how your life has changed since you adopted a plant-based diet. Sure. And yeah, I, everything you said, I, I agree. And I just feel the words because there is no right way to do the wrong thing. And it's so funny that ever since I've become, you know, vegan and, you know, go out and talk to people in an active voice on behalf of the animals, it's ironically, uh, it's apparently, even though factory farming is 99% of where we get our meat and dairy and eggs from, uh, it seems that 90% of the people I talk to don't get their food, their meat and dairy from factory farms. So there's some kind of mathematic equation that I think it's because, you know, we want to believe that we're, we're not participating in that kind of violence and cruelty. And before I went, you know, before I learned the horrors of, of eating animals, not just factory farming, because, you know, eating animals, just the, the reality, like you said, these, they have lives and they even do have voices. That's how thick we are as human beings. We are not listening to the nuances of all the things around us, you know, in the kind of culture that we're in, you know, an ego-based, fear-based culture. We're not listening to the nuances of nature and, and what it's like for another, you know, being, sentient being to be in pain. And if you listen with your heart and really open your eyes, then we see they are, they are talking to us just uh, in a way that we're not listening so, uh, you know, and I would, I'll tell you. How has your life me, changed? How has your life changed? Because how my I think life, the big so, thing that has stops people is they say, you know, I'm not going to have any fun anymore. I'm not going to be able to go to the barbecues. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to go mm -hmm. to the potlucks. Oh, what do I eat? Yeah. 
Um, so yeah. you're, you were a big meat and cheese eater. You, you've actually my whole done demonstrations outside the places that you used to go to all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I did. We went to a place uh, in, in, in the Greenwich Village in New York where to protest and kind of disrupt the status quo where, you know, we, we go where violence is. And uh, I, I said I said to my friends, oh, my gosh, I have the last time I was here, I was a patron here, you know, eating all this all this uh, pig and cow. So, yeah, I really have. I'm one of those. You know, I really have changed. And I've turned into a veganjalist. <laughs> Happily. Well, tell tell you know, us when how you really, your life yeah. has changed. That's uh, a very specific yeah. question. Is it a sacrifice? Yeah, um, Does it require willpower? Right. Well, like I said, no willpower. And before I, before this, before this awakening, it was for me a spiritual awakening because willpower would never, I would never been able to, you know, they say it's hard to stop eating meat and dairy and eggs when you're doing it for you. But when you're doing it for the animals, which is really for us because it is a humanitarian issue. It's, it's an everything issue. It was lifted for me. It was lifted. I mean, I, one day I could, you couldn't have paid me a million dollars to eat, to go a day without dairy. And practically the next day, you couldn't pay me a million dollars to touch it. And that's how quick this shift can happen. And so for me, once I learned the, the reality, I could not live with myself and continue to eat them. So when I went vegan, I didn't wait until I figured out what I could eat instead, because I truly didn't know. I was one of those people who used to make fun of vegans. And I was one of those people who thought you guys eat, ate twigs and berries and, um, and things of so much, because back when I wasn't vegan, and at the time, in, a foodie enjoying non-vegan food, exquisite non-vegan food, I thought those people eat cardboard tasting things and a lot of it was now as you know jane and you'll address this so much food has evolved we can eat cheese and we cheeses that rival there's no cholesterol in anything we eat and it's starting to rival i eat burgers and pizza and lasagna and every i just you just put in you know what you love to eat and then put in vegan you google that and then you start to learn it is a process you know, unless you're a wizard, for me, it was a process. So for me, it started where once I learned the truth, I said, I cannot eat animals and live with myself because it did not, it was not in any way in alignment with Are my values happier? and my principles and beliefs. Hmm? Are you happy? Much happier. So what I wanted to say is I would said, I said, I will eat cardboard before I eat another animal. My life now, I, I eat everything I want. My life is so happy when you allow yourself to enjoy the uncertainty of the journey, things really unfold as they should. And you just keep getting everything shows up. I have new friends who we, we, we understand what it's like to be in a world where most people aren't eating, uh, are eating, you know, violence and cruelty and suffering and have many justifications for it. There's a freedom and a liberation when you stop eating animals. I wake up every day and I feel free, and I feel uh, my, my everything. I have a clean conscience. I, I love my life. There's an unexplainable joy. It is a liberation when we it really are, is. become a it part really of it. It really is. Yeah. And, and I have to say that, you know, like most people, maybe even more than most people, I do some dumb things every day that I, that I later at the end of the day go, what was I thinking? But, you know, mm -hmm. when I put my head on that pillow at night, I know I didn't kill today. And that makes all the difference. Because even though people are saying, well, this killing doesn't count, I'm gonna wall off this killing. 
And if you did to a dog what they do to these pigs or these cows or these chickens, you would be charged with animal cruelty. All factory farm animals are exempt from 99.99999% of all cruelty laws. You can do whatever you want to them. And And they uh, do. Yes, and they do. And they do. It's beyond comprehension. I mean, it really is. Uh, People don't want to see it precisely because when they see it, they, they... then they can't be in denial. We Americans want plausible deniability. They want to say, I'm a good person. I love my dog. I love animals. In fact, uh, you know, I was in the neighborhood and, and I was saying something about going to uh, some event, an animal event, and the, the neighbor said, oh, well, you're like so-and-so. She's a big animal lover. I said, well, no, she's mm-hmm. a dog lover. The reason why I made the distinction is she eats just tons of meat. She Everything is leather, leather belt, leather shoes, leather this. I walked her dog one day. Even the keychain was leather. And, you know, I love mm-hmm. her. She's a good friend, but she's not an animal lover. She's a dog lover. In fact, she's a lover of her dog. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's – I'm not saying that to put her down. That's describing most Americans. Um, now, there are people yeah, who just Yeah, and I also want to – you know, Jay – yeah, I wasn't even an animal lover. I, of course, I, I cared about animals, but I, it's not that I was an animal and, and, and felt all sentimental about animals. It was an issue of justice for me and of just like humanity. And, and that's the thing is that if you it's not even the fact of the matter for me is that how could I live with myself? And do what I do. It's not even an issue of of whether you love animals, and it's not even an issue of even the reason I feel better is that I'm not responsible. How can you turn away from the suffering? Here's the thing. If we turn away from, there's a reason why we don't take our children to slaughterhouses, and instead we take them to, right, to pick apples. Why is it? We have to ask, why is it that we don't want to see it? That right there should tell us that there's a problem with where our food comes from. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Now, I want to get to the positive side. You know, I do a daily vegan cooking show at facebook.com slash Jane Velez Mitchell at 12.30 p.m. Pacific, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. We do it every single day. Uh, And you can also go to janeunchained.com for the same content. We post it on my website. And, you know, we've never repeated in two years. We started it when Facebook began the live capability. We do it lunch break live. We do it live. We have great plant-based chefs. Uh, we, we actually have people backed up for months because we can't uh, accommodate everybody. We've never repeated a dish once. There's a plethora. There is an infinite variety of food choices. And you can still have your wings, but we've made them with cauliflower. And you could take cauliflower and you can batter it and fry it and put the hot sauce on it and then put the vegan ranch dressing. And I got to tell you, it's Jane, delicious. It's delicious. I was at a vegan restaurant last night and we had wings, which were cauliflower. You can't tell the difference with like everything you said, the hot sauce, the batter, the this, the ranch sauce. We had drumsticks, again, vegan. We had the whole thing. And it's just incredible. Don't let let anybody tell you that you're going to suffer, you know? It's the best thing in the world. Like you said, we have thousands and thousands of plants, and you put all that together, and you can make anything. Anything you want. You can have a milkshake, you know, rice milk, hemp milk, cashew milk, almond milk, soy milk. And let me say something about soy. 
You know, people are demonizing soy. First of all, if you're worried about soy, don't eat meat because 90% of all soy produced in the world is fed to mm -hmm. farm animals. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's number one. It's compressed soy. <laughs> Secondly, it's uh, test marketed on the Asian world for centuries. They have uh, lower obesity, lower cancer, lower heart disease, lower everything. In fact, they're only now starting to get some of the diseases that we have because they're adopting the Western diet because the fast food yeah. joints are going to China. Uh, so uh, there's a great book called The China Study that outlines this the, for longevity, to live a long time, uh, plant-based diet, According to this in-depth study, the China study, read the book, don't take my word for it, plant-based diet, lower disease, greater longevity. You want to live a long life. You want to live a happy life. Um, and, you know, people are scared. They're, they're, they think they're, look, I'm 23 years sober, okay? Um, and when I uh, hit bottom on alcohol, before that, I told myself every day I'm not going to have a drink. I had a drink or two or three or four. And then when I hit bottom, uh, my psyche shifted. I had, I, sometimes it's like being, uh, I say born again almost, because that's what it was. I got a whole new life. I thought I'd never have fun. I thought I'd never go dancing. I thought I'd never karaoke. I thought I'd never laugh. I'm having more fun than I ever had. But what I said, the Absolutely. psychic shift, the psychic shift was not, I'm not going to drink. It's, I don't have to drink today. And that shit And happened. I choose not to participate in this. I don't want to. Somebody goes, oh, you can't eat that? It's like, no, I can eat whatever I want. I, would, I, would, I just don't want to eat that. It's cruelty and suffering, and I'm happy, joyous, and free. Exactly. And we have know, a I, lot say of fun. Something, <laughs> I say something that's provocative, and people get really offended. Why make your body a graveyard for dead animals? It's, it's that simple. And yet people really react negatively to that because, you know, it's really, it's the ultimate truth. You know, we are what we eat. Okay. We are what we eat. We've heard that since we were a little kid. And so we, there's a reason why nature provided fruits and vegetables that we can just pick. We can pick, we can pick. We don't have to, uh, you know, kill. It's just not necessary. And once we yeah. have that light bulb moment as a culture, we can say the human species has evolved, has evolved toward true civilization. Yes. True. All right, we're going to take. I just want to add, I want to. Yeah, go ahead. I just want to challenge people that, you know, if you're listening and you still do eat, you know, you still still are eating a non-vegan uh, diet, but you're hearing about it, I would just challenge you in that consider that that there's a reason like Jane said that that low grade depression that your that your that your conscience isn't clean because your values are about you know compassion and equality and justice and like you had mentioned Jane you know I did go to a party where old friends who are very progressive they're environmentalists they're for women's rights they're against I'm going to I'm going to jump in I'm going to I'm going to get to that Absolutely. When we come back, there's an amazing story of Danny going to a party <laughs> with very, very progressive people who consider themselves like on the forefront of just being open minded. And I'll tell you what happened to her. And she's going to tell you exactly what happened to her on the other side of the break. Stay right there. You're listening <laughs> to Jane Velez Mitchell, JaneUnchained.com. Videos and audio for the voiceless. 
Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in every week to the Voice America Influencers Channel for The Movement with Shannon D. Hughes. It's all about what's happened in the past that determines the future. Everyone has their up moments and their down moments. The pendulum is always swinging between the victories and the pitfalls in our lives. But each of these serves as success points that we learn from and move forward. Listen for The Movement every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to elevate yourself and your business to the next level. What are the secrets of business success? Discover them on Key Entrepreneurs of Influence with your host, Kieran Sweeney. Find out who the business owners are that stand out in their respective industries and what they can teach you. The program contains valuable advice that can cost thousands through a professional consultant. Key Entrepreneurs of Influence can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hi, I'm Jane Velez Mitchell, and I'm the founder and editor of JaneUnchained.com. And I'm telling you today how you can unshame yourself from that nagging feeling that something isn't just right, that why am I feeling down today? Why am I feeling blue? Uh, There's a reason, because it's quite possible that your actions are not in keeping with your values. You're a kind person. You're a good person. You're not a killer, but yet you're participating in killing and you're ordering the hit. You know, there's a time-honored legal concept that if you order the hit, doesn't matter whether you pull the trigger, you're just as responsible as the actual physical killer. So how many animals do you kill every year? You know, when you eat one fast food hamburger, because it's processed meat that comes from a variety of different sources, you can be eating the body parts of hundreds of cows in that one hamburger. Uh, Honestly, there is another way and you can be happy, joyous, and free. You might be resisting right now. You might say, I don't want to hear this message. No, I want to stay exactly the way I am. Well, do you want to be happy, joyous, and free? Do you want to unshackle yourself and unchain yourself from this behavior and this practice that you're conditioned to do that's not even natural? We are not carnivores. If we were carnivores, when we saw roadkill on the side of the road, we do what carnivores do. We'd try to eat it. Mm -hmm. We'd pull over, we'd start salivating, and we'd grab it and try to eat it. If we were carnivores, when we go into the supermarket and there's a chicken's breast there raw, it would take every ounce of willpower for us to control ourselves so that we wouldn't just jump on that and eat it raw (laughs) right there. 
No, what we have to do is we got to take it home. We got to baste it. We got to put different spices on it, almost disguise it so that we can eat it. Our um, intestinal system is not designed to, to process dead animal, dead flesh. It's very long. It's not short like the actual carnivores. While we say we have canines, we really don't have the kind of canines that canines have. So Danny Rubin- Our canines are for eating out or biting into an apple, right? <laughs> not exactly. They have canines. So, so and and Jane, can I just add experience. to what- Can I just add one thing? Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to add one thing to what you're saying is that, you know, the saying that if you put a baby child in a crib with an apple and a bunny, it's going to pet the bunny and eat the apple. If you put a baby lion cub in a, in the crib with an apple and a bunny, need we say more? Yes. It's going to shred the bunny up, right? I mean, that's yes. a true carnivore. Exactly. Now, tell us about the experience you had with these progressive, uh, you know, hipsters that are supposedly open to everything when you went to visit them. Yeah, and these, so I went to a gathering, and these are women who, you know, in every other way, they care about women's rights. They care, you know, March for Our Lives. Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ, you know, gay and lesbian equal, marriage equality. We, you know, cli- they know about climate change and do the best they can. So in every way, but, but when I brought up, when I just wanted to have a conversation like, did you know, and how do you, you know, what are your thoughts? And, and they asked me, what have you been doing? And they knew, but when I went into a little bit more depth than that superficial, it's kind of like, don't ask, don't tell. They don't want to hear about it. And what's really sad is that these are these particular women are feminists. And as you and I, Jane, know, and most vegans who are vegan for the animals know, that the dairy industry is one of the most cruel industries because dairy doesn't, like you said, hamburgers don't come from hamburger trees. Dairy, you know, cheese doesn't come from cheese trees. And it, it, it's, a, it's a horrific, you know, we have yeah, to well, let me explain. impregnate the cows. The cows yeah. have to be pregnant. None of these animals are making love. They are all sexually violated, okay? So in the industry, there's even a term. It's called the rape rack. So all of these animals are raped. So any woman or anybody who is a feminist, man or woman, has to stop and think, is that morally right to rape all these animals? You know, uh, I was thinking, you know, uh, I was looking at a woman I bear witness at pig vigils and uh, I was in the supermarket and I saw a woman staring at a giant ham on Easter, the very ham from the very slaughterhouse that I bear witness to the pigs. And I actually looked at her and I said, I think I knew that pig once. And she looked at me like I was crazy. But then I thought to myself, what would Jesus say? What would Jesus mm. say about what we're doing to the animals? And to he celebrate his name... We're killing these pigs? Give me a break. No, Jesus actually would be considered an animal rights activist because he went to the, the one thing that is historically documented about Jesus's life, and it's in this book, Zealot, which is a historical account of the life of Jesus Christ, is he went into the temple in Jerusalem and he fought with the money changers and he freed the animals who were destined to be sacrificed. He chased out the cows and the goats and the lambs. He chased them out of the temple. That is historically documented. Today, he would be considered a radical animal rights activist. But tell us about the story yeah. when you started to explain, because we're running out of time. And I, Yeah, and I just want to say, you know, just like Jesus, you know, silence is the voice of complicity and a true 
uh, activist and, and, and somebody like Jesus, they don't stay silent when there's wrong. They speak up. So, so yeah, in terms of that right there with what we do to cows and that we forcefully impregnate them against their will and that they, they, then they have to give birth for nine months to their baby and then their baby is taken away so that we can drink their milk. And when you're talking to a group of, you know, mature feminists, who aren't stupid, and you tell them the reality of what's happening with dairy, and, and you would expect the normal Danny? response. Danny, what did they what? do? What did they do? What? Right. I would expect them to go, oh, my God, thank you for telling me. I will, you know, I, I want to learn more about that. Just like I, I want to, I'm curious, tell me more. I didn't know that. That doesn't, you know, that, you know, I will look into it. Something. No, they blame the messenger kind of thing. I think just like what they did to Jesus, right? So they were, uh, they made it very clear in word, thought, and deed that, uh, that I was being out of line by just bringing up the issue about the connection between what we're doing to animals and just violence in general. And, uh, I, I mean, what else do you want me to say? You, 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 you were know, told, told not to story. come back. You were told that you uh, would yeah. not be invited back. You I were told that. that you were, you were, I saw the text message. You don't come back. Yes. We don't want you back. Yes. Now that is the ultimate clode, closed mindedness. And it shows. And you. I was totally, and, and, you know, I was just yeah, very conversational. But, I was passionate. Right, right. Well, we've all been there. I look, I've, I, I'm Puerto Rican and Irish. I'm a lesbian and I've experienced more discrimination by far, by leaps and bounds for being vegan than any other aspect of my personality, any other aspect. Exactly. And these, exactly. And these women were gay women and they know, they know firsthand for decades what they've gone through. And I, you know, I just thought people that I respect and care about who understand issues of social justice. But, but let's not get into a griping session. Yeah. Let's talk about a little bit about yeah. why that's happening because the yeah. reason we're telling this anecdote is that, uh, and by the way, you wrote a beautiful letter and explained why it was important for you to express your truth and that to shut down um, that truth is to behave in the very manner that you criticize other people for behaving on other issues. But moving on, it's because people don't want to have to take this leap. If it were easy, everybody be doing it, Okay. And what it is, is it's expanding our circle of compassion beyond the boundaries of our own species. Okay, we want to be able to say that we're compassionate and we're kind and we're good people because we're good to our family, because we're good to maybe our neighbors. But geographic proximity is not the ultimate criterion for whether or not you're a good person. If we see, let's say, um, uh, an animal on the side of the road suffering, most of us would pull over and try to help that animal. And we'd feel bad if we just kept going and didn't, didn't help. Uh, let's say an animal trapped in barbed wire or whatever. That if we didn't pull over and try to free that animal, most of us would do that. But these nameless, faceless animals behind these factory walls that are suffering by the billions just because we can't see them, just because we can't hear their screams. And when, you, when they do undercover investigations and they go into these hell holes, it's 
deafening to the point where they can't even talk to each other and they have to wear masks because they're coughing. I mean, it's, it's hell on earth. Because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. And, and I want to get, I want to finish with talking about the joy of leaving that behind because this is ultimately a consumer issue. I never blame the truck drivers. I never even blame the people who run these operations. It's a consumer issue. If consumers weren't demanding it, it wouldn't be happening. And there are alternatives. So when you go into the supermarket today, everywhere in America, supermarkets have an alternative vegan vegetarian section where you can get plant-based cheeses made out of nuts. You can get veggie dogs. You can get vegan hamburgers. I mean, the biggest big box stores have this. What we're asking you to do is think before you shop. I'll give you the final word. Yeah, just like what you're saying, you know, be willing to educate yourself, you know, be willing to say, you know what, I, I want to learn more about this. And if you have that mindset, you will, you know, each, you know, each hot track will lead to the next and you'll start to, your mind will be expanded. You'll start to learn all kinds of ways, because like Jane said, the meat and dairy and pharmaceutical industries are multi-billion dollar industries, and they're what's coming at you and telling you why you should eat and what you should eat. And listening to, like, like Jane, Jane on Chain, channels like that where you're getting new information based on facts, not based on greed, it's, uh, it's an incredible uh, journey to be able to really, really make decisions that are in alignment with your heart and with your values, and also that give you the opportunity to live a life that's healthy and happy and joyous and free. And there's nothing about eating animals that is normal, natural, natural or necessary. And we'll leave it right there. Danny Rukin, The Daring Vegan, we love you. If you want more information on this, please check out janeunchained.com or go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Jane Velez Mitchell. And we do a daily vegan cooking show called Lunch Break Live, 12.30 p.m. Pacific, 3.30 p.m. Eastern, every day of the week. And you can actually watch it anytime you want. There is a happier way. Please join us. You will never look back. Peace begins on your plate. Thank you. Jane Velez Mitchell for Jane Unchained. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.